Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh! And just like that, two hours down, we're back. Inside the 9 o'clock hour on the fan. Brian Costello will join us at 9.15 to talk about the Jets and Joe Douglas and McCole Hardman and the Combine and Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, what else? But we were just talking about Juan Soto. And, of course, here in New York, we're again in a situation where there are fans that believe in Steve So they're playing the same game that's been played the last few seasons. Oh, wait till Aaron Judge comes to Queens. Oh, wait till we sign Otani. Nobody's going to outbid us for Otani. Oh, Yamamoto will be a Met. Oh, well, we're good now. We've got the richest owner in the sport. No way we lose Jacob deGrom in a year. Pete Alonso goes out and gets Scott Boris to represent him. You got to worry about him remaining a Met and not the other Boris client, Juan Soto, who seems pretty happy where he is. Chris Kirshner said, what was your initial reaction when it became a possibility that the Yankees were interested? He said, I mean, it's always great. It was a great team, great organization. They have great people over there. When you hear good things and they're trying to win too, it just feels good. When they started talking about it, I was happy because it was another team that is going to have a chance to win a championship. I wasn't upset about it. He doesn't look upset at all. He looks like he's having a great time in Yankee pinstripes with Aaron Judge, with Alex Verdugo, with Glaber Torres, the rest of these guys down there in Tampa. They're bonding right now. He spoke so highly of the guy that the captain Aaron Judge is. I think he's fitting in well. I can't wait to go down to spring training later next month and go see with my own eyes. It's just like, I get it, right? 
we all know that Scott Boris clients are going to test free agency, but I just think there's nothing for anyone to claim right now. Let's see how this season goes. Let's see how how this season goes. Juan Soto is a Yankee. That's a fact. For the 2024 season, he's going to be playing for the New York Yankees. And in my opinion, that gives them a leg up in the game. That gives them a slight advantage over any other team. And I don't expect the Dodgers to come calling. Um, I don't expect some of these other teams that, like, maybe the Angels. But, like, how can they compete with what's about to happen this season with Juan Soto in New York, the main stage, the Mecca? I just I, just, I can't see him saying, uh, yeah, 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 I'm going to leave here and go across town and put the other jersey on to play for David Stearns and the Milwaukee Mets. The Mets have to win games. The Mets have to be a successful organization. He just said in this article, and I'm going to keep reading excerpts from this article today, he was happy because it's a great team, great organization. They're trying to win. I was happy because it's another team that's going to give me a chance to win a championship. As I take calls from Mets fans talking about their punting on the season, how through one side of your mouth, you're talking about this team's not going to compete, but then the other side you're talking about, oh, we're getting Juan Soto next year. Make it make sense. Dominic is in East Rochester on the fan. What's up, Don? Keith McPherson, how are you tonight? Fantastic. Keith, did you say that the barber in the Bronx has his own podcast? Yeah, he's he's famous. They they actually are working on a or I don't know if it's come to life, but there was an article I was reading about him having a TV show. This guy is the celebrity barber. I've seen him at All Star Games. All of yep, MLB's most famous barber is getting his own TV show. Now this was years ago. Maybe this thing came out or whatever. Um, but this guy is 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 a big deal. And Juan Soto already was going to him, and now Juan Soto doesn't have to travel so far to get a haircut. We just saw this guy go down to Tampa and have a two-man haircut for Juan Soto. So how much is a haircut in the Bronx? I bet this guy, he, I mean. No, no, but how much is a haircut normally? Um, let me see. Shout out to Davey Cuts. I think Davey Cuts probably, all these guys, man, I, I can't put a number on it. But what I'll say okay. is when I get my haircut, I pay my barber 60 and I don't even okay. get I don't even get my whole haircut. I just get a fade on the side. It's it's expensive, but like these guys, definitely after the pandemic, were able to raise their prices. Their value <laughs> went up. And uh, when you're dealing with Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and David Ortiz, man, these guys are probably handing them two hundred dollar bills. I was going to ask, what do you think that Soto paid for a haircut? Two hundred dollars so. that fell out of his back pocket. Yeah. Listen, Keith. You know I got something on the Yankees, but uh, first. Uh, you know, I, I, Keith, I go back all the way back to listening to WFAN Cripe since Susan introduced the stadium, right. uh, introduced the station. And who's buying the glass? Is it Connor tonight? Connor Gang Green. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to congratulate you and Connor for after all the time since Susan opened the station, congratulations on taking the single worst football call that has ever been made to the station with the guy that called about Tyroid. Ty <laughs> and the bye weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and you, the bye 
I, I usually get those calls after 1 a.m. That that call happened before 8 p.m. Yeah. I'm sorry, no football this week. Yeah, so, everybody's on a bye week 10. <laughs> right. Listen, Vegas. Listen, Vegas. So just have to suck it up. There's no football this week. He suggested a Pro Bowl. That's a good one. They don't even do the Pro Bowl now. There's no game. There's, oh my there's the Pro God, Bowl oh skills my. challenges. You play dodgeball. Oh, oh, I couldn't believe it. And you know, you were beautiful with the guy. You know, you 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 gave him as much line as he needed. Yeah. Shout out to you, open. Simon. Shout out. I appreciate you calling the show and adding <laughs> some laughs. We all got yeah. got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> I think he would thought he, that you were really thanking him for for, for calling. No, I knew he, would, he had to be trolling me. I, I'm like this guy's yeah, trolling. Yeah, I know, I, I know. But it was really, I mean, the, the Taylor thing was one thing, and then when he threw in the bye, you know, that really did it. All right, listen, um, uh, two things. Uh, I, I'm Soto. Hey, listen, I'm just hoping for the best. You know, I, I, I'm like you. Just play the game. And and let's let the chips fall where they may. Yep. But for nothing else, I know it's not a big deal. But the other day when he hit the double that that hit the uh, the the warning track, you Run. know, didn't even hit the fence. And you know <laughs> he did. He looked he looked like uh, Cano. You know. Yeah, run it out at the plate. I it would have been a stand up double either way, but but run. I know it's spring I training. Know. I think someone probably got in his ear. We know that George M Steinbrenner Field has the same dimensions as Yankee Stadium. Uh, I think he'll 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 run out of the box on the next one. But. I I think so. You know, Keith, somebody we haven't talked much about, and I think you know more about it than I do. But is a uh, uh, Torres, mm-hmm. and you know when when Torres was pl- played here in Rochester, I'm in Tennessee actually, but you know I'm from Rochester, right. and uh, and when 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 he was playing, you know, Triple A against against the. Uh, uh, the Red Wings, Rochester Red Wings. The ball off of his back, Keith, had a different sound than the ball off of other guys' bats. I mean, this guy was, you know, coming up as a fabulous hitter. And, you know, what the hell happened to this guy? I don't know. I, I mean, and, 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 and now we're talking. I'm sorry, I just want to finish the thought. That now they're talking about like it's it's a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be here next year. I mean, you know, where where the how do you stop hitting like the way that this guy can hit? Well, a couple of things. I mean, the juice ball year he had thirty eight home runs. That was different for everybody. Even Brett Gardner okay, had some okay. power. But Glaver Torres coming up at twenty two, twenty three, he was in the conversation with. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., yes, Fernando Tatis yes. as the next young superstars in MLB. But you know what it is with Glaber? He ha- he actually was one of the better hitters on the team last year. What it is with Glaber is the little lapses, running into outs on the base paths, not knowing how many outs there are, booting ground balls, lazy throws to first that end up, you know, a run scoring. Those little things like that, he's got to get out of his game. They all add up. They all yeah, add up. It's, just, it's hard remember to forget those told, things. Remember when he told Susan that sometimes when he's on base, he feels like he's invisible? Remember him saying that? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because sometimes, sometimes like he's on second, 
and and he'll just so, take yeah. off. Or, sometimes he runs like he thinks he's invisible. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And it was easy. It was sometimes I feel like I'm invisible. But, you know, they claim that 40,000 people can see you and millions <laughs> on TV. <laughs> they claim that the ball used to just jump off of this guy's yeah. bat. Yeah, Glaber Torres was okay. the MVP of the Fall League, the Arizona Fall League, let's say 2017 or something. Like, he had that pop off his bat. I hope he gets back because he can be a very sneaky bat in this lineup. He's in a prove-it year, Dom. Thanks for the call. Let's get this break in right now, and we're going to call in Brian Costello to talk Jets. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll get back to you. I know now we're rolling with the baseball conversation, but Brian was nice enough to pinch hit and join us, and we're going to bring back some of the uh, McCole Hardman and uh, Joe Douglas conversation coming out of the combine. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And joining us right now on the fan, covering your New York Jets for the New York Post, none other than Brian Costello. What's up, Brian? Hey, Keith. How you doing? I'm good in here watching the Rangers, talking to folks about Juan Soto and uh, G-Man Choi, really McCole Hardman because he gave us a layup on the fan today. <laughs> Everybody's able to get on the fan and talk about the Jets again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tell people when that when the, I was at the Super Bowl and I saw him jog on the field in overtime on, based on like the second play of overtime or third play, and I said, oh, man, the, McCole Hardman's going to score the game when he touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Because it always comes back to the Jets. And sure enough, he did. And now that's given him, you know, a lot of interview opportunities that probably would no one would be looking to talk to McCole Hartman right now. But, of course, they are. And that, that's the Jets' world. Yeah, they can't uh, escape the spotlight. They started off the season in the uh, spotlight with hard knocks and, uh, you know, the primetime games. And Aaron Rodgers goes down and he's on Pat McAfee and... They still had a bunch of Thursday night football, Amazon Prime game. Everybody, you couldn't, you couldn't hide from it. Now, it was a disaster. It was an all-time bad one, and I know you've seen some all-time bad ones, but 
the fact that they're running it back, I, I just, when I heard all the McCole Hardman stuff, I'm like, nobody's surprised, right? But what you're surprised about is that, like, somebody else is coming out to tell you what went on behind the scenes, and they're telling you, no, no, this is fine. This is all fine. We're we're good here. We're good. Yeah, I don't think they're saying it's fine, Keith, but you couldn't fire them. I mean, because Aaron Rodgers came here to play for them, and those guys deserve a chance to have Rodgers as their quarterback. You know, the, the truth is the season was over four plays in. And, yes, if they had a better backup quarterback, would they maybe have won another game or two, maybe. But it was over. Like, any Super Bowl hopes or anything like that, if any real success was over. And, you know, I would not put much stock in McCall Hardman and what he says about the Jets. Uh, the Jets can throw dirt at McCall Hardman. Obviously, they didn't think much of him, and he didn't play much. I think he was humiliated because Xavier Gibson was playing over him. Um, you know, he didn't play at all the first game. He had a few snaps in the second game. He really had no role. Um, and, like, look, he scored the game when he touched on the Super Bowl, yes, but he did not have a big role for the Chiefs when he went back there. He had a you know big fumble in the playoffs. He had some mistakes. So I don't think people should take what McCall Harbin said as gospel about the Jets. I, I do think he has an axe to grind. Um, you know, was it was it good? No. And no one, I don't think anyone with the Jets is saying it's good, but they were in a position where they couldn't really blow it up because if you blow it up, you're starting all over. You're starting from scratch. And I don't know. And you've like, everyone gets like aggravated that Aaron Rodgers has too much power. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers would have been picking the coach because they would have had to. It's just that, that when, when they made that trade, they had to give Aaron Rodgers a lot of power in the organization. That's the way it's going to work. Tom Brady had a lot of power in Tampa Bay there. Peyton Manning had a lot of power in Denver when he went there. The problem for the Jets is Jets fans haven't seen Aaron Rodgers complete a pass yet, so they're they're not happy about it. Yeah, did I hear Joe Douglas say that they're in like a great position and talk about how like the meetings they had were wonderful and they're you know like I feel like I heard him today on BTN Sal talking from the combine as if like they're really confident and they're happy to be where they are. Uh, I think he was talking about uh, he did say that I'm trying to remember the what context was. I think it was about the offensive line in terms of what they have to do there. Uh, and I think they're confident in their plan. And I think he was kind of talking about how Elijah Vera Tucker allows them some flexibility in terms of whether they, do they need to add two tackles? Do they need to add uh, two guards at a tackle? Like, you know, Vera Tucker can mm-hmm. be moved around. He plays, played four positions on the line. So they can sort of figure it out um and put Vera Tucker kind of wherever they need to as the whole. So I think that's what he was referring to. He wasn't by no means saying, you know, the Jets are great or anything like that. I think he was the he was talking about they're in a great position. I think he was addressing how he feels about going into the the free agency and that stuff. Yeah, they have to rebuild this offensive line. I thought it was interesting that he mentioned A V T and his versatility. A V T's been hurt back to back seasons. I would think that they need a, a backup plan and another backup plan and another backup plan to build this offensive line, replace three guys, and make sure yeah. that they, they stay whole and build that wall in front of Aaron Rodgers so we don't end up going to a backup quarterback again. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's the biggest thing of the offseason for them, and they need three starters. You know, the AVT thing, yes, he's been hurt back-to-back years, but they're kind of freakish season-ending injuries in terms of Achilles and torn triceps, it's not like he has a bad knee, right, where you're like, oh, my God, this guy's going to keep getting hurt again and again. It's pretty rare to have two Achilles tears. Or like, I, I, He had freakish injuries. I don't think he's – I don't think they're worried about his durability right now because, um, like I said, it's not like a knee or a shoulder or something like that. But 
I'm with you. They need volume at the offensive line. Like, not only do they need three starters, but they need to add some more backup pieces. They have Carter Warren, who I thought showed some promise last year. They drafted uh, Wes Schweitzer, I think, will be back as a backup guard. But they just need they, – they've seen it. You know, they went through like, 13, 14 combinations last year. The year before, the same thing. It's tough. I mean, if you look around the league, Keith, uh, there aren't many teams that are solid on the offensive line, right? The Eagles are pretty solid. The Lions are pretty solid. The rest of the teams kind of have holes. Even the Chiefs, who won the Super Bowl, their two tackles struggled. And so it's a hard position uh, to find. And the way the game has gone in college with spread formations, these guys don't really block like they do in the NFL, so it's hard to project. So it's become a very difficult position, and I think – Douglas has to not only get quality, but quantity. He needs to just throw some volume at it, and then they can see what shakes out in August in training camp. Yeah, a lot of these mock drafts are coming out saying that Brock Bowers is going to be the move for the Jets, but I just keep thinking it's offensive line, and maybe one of these top tackles do fall to them with uh, folks trying to go after quarterbacks and wide receivers early. Mm -hmm. if, If you're looking at the mock draft and you're making your own mock draft, what do you see the the Jets doing at 10? Yeah, I think it has to be a tackle. Um, you know, there's the three, the, the top three guys from Notre Dame, Penn State, and Oregon State are the three guys everybody projects. I don't pretend to be a scout and watch, you know, I got enough football to watch in the NFL during the season. I don't watch a lot of college, but I go by what, you know, these the draft guys say, and those are the three that they feel like are kind of head and shoulders above the rest. I do think one of them will be there at 10, um, you know, and if they're not – do you trade down and then take the next best tackle? Uh, I, tight end is tough. I think Brett Bowers is very talented, but man, you know, we've seen tight ends succeed in this league getting drafted on day two a lot in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think that that's going to be the priority. Uh, you know, you can make the argument if they don't find a good number two wide receiver that having a tight end like him could be another dynamic weapon to have with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. But to me, it's offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, and you've got to you've got to solidify that. And you know they've got to keep Aaron Rodgers upright this year, and uh, so that that's the priority. Zach Wilson is out. Joe Douglas spoke on uh, him being allowed to seek a trade, and they'll leave that to his GM to find uh, the team and the partner. So the Zach Wilson era is officially over. But when I'm thinking about who's going to back up Aaron Rodgers, it's got to be a guy that Aaron Rodgers is cool with. They're not going to draft a young guy to back up Aaron Rodgers. They're going to sign a guy. And I'm just not sure with Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers who fits the system, but it's so vital. I mean, Woody Johnson was at the NFL Honors talking about not having a backup quarterback, and I think he's willing to spend. Any idea who they might zero in on? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of the you know, guys you're familiar with, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew, um, maybe Tyrod Taylor, you know, coming over from the Giants. It's going to be a veteran that's been around. And, uh, you know, the question I think is, does like a guy like Tannehill or Minshew, do they have an opportunity to go somewhere where they could play, like either as a starter or as a bridge quarterback for a team that's going to draft a rookie and maybe that's not ready to play and they get some time? So, I mean, Brissett is a guy that makes a lot of sense to me. The Jets have seen him the last two years. He's played against him with Washington and Cleveland. He's played pretty well. So, I can see that. And I think keep drafting a quarterback behind Rodgers, I think we're going to be talking about that next year. Uh, you know, as Rodgers is a little closer to the end, and I think they'll be drafting somebody to play behind him next year. This year, I agree with you. I think it's got to be it's going to be a veteran 
Um, I don't think Rogers is going to have a problem with, you know, if they sign a veteran like Jacoby Brissett or anyone like that. I don't think he's going to need, he's going to have any, you know, uh, input on that decision. I think they're, they'll sign who they want to sign. Uh, and they'll probably overpay that person, like you said, because I think that's going to be uh, that position after last year, not just with the Jets, but we saw around the league, right? All those backup quarterbacks that played. I think you're going to see the backup quarterback market going way up this year. Mm-hmm. Where like I think eight million was the highest last year. I think you'll probably see ten million this year. For sure, with the um, higher salary cap and with this past season of the backups and backups, yep. backups playing, it, it is a priority. Okay, last thing for you. I saw your article in the post about the uh, NFL PA surveys, and with the Jets, you know, I knew that this one was going to be a high-ranking part of the sur- survey, the food, the dietitian, because <laughs> I always see the spread that the media gets, and I'm like, man, i got to figure out how to get over there with the credential yeah. because they do right by you guys with the food that you eat. Well, but Keith, the cafeteria got a C-, minus, which is like that to, that to me destroyed the credibility of the survey. I don't know. I'm, I'm going – you tell us. I'm going off of you. I've seen Connor yeah, Hughes, Zach Rosenblatt, all yeah. these guys raving about the spread. Yeah. It's terrific, and there's no way they are A plus in our book. They're not C minus because the, the nutritionist, if that's the person that works with the team, you know, on their diet plan, that's not the cafeteria worker. The cafeteria got a C minus, which I, I told okay. told me with the Jets. I'm like that destroys the credibility of the survey to me completely because you, the food is like it's like a, a five star restaurant at the Jets. So I I I, I, disagree. I don't know about the training room. I don't know about meeting time but i know the cafeteria is pretty good yeah i know the food is valid from the pictures they yeah uh, they always tweets those pictures i know i i tell them not to because at some point someone in the jets is going to go why are we feeding these guys so well you know <laughs> they, they rip us stop let's give them aaron Rodgers is going to go on mcafee and say there's a mole in the building and we feed <laughs> these guys too good <laughs> yeah so uh, I, i'm worried i always tell connor let's slow down on the instagram photos well, here comes the combine and then the pro days and the draft, and it's a big off season for the Jets. They just got to stay healthy, and I think they end the playoff drought. Brian, thanks for joining us tonight. All right, Keith. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Brian Costello covering your New York Jets for the New York Post. I've got no more guests. Everybody on hold wants to talk baseball, Mets, and Yankees, so we'll get right back to that. But first, ESPN Bet is now live in New Jersey as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of New Jersey to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to AM on this Wednesday night going into Thursday. We're halfway through my five-hour show. 87-7, We just talked to Brian Costello from the New York Post about the New York Jets, and we were laughing a little bit about... The NFL survey that came out where, um, I guess, players in the league get to anonymously dry snitch on their team. (laughs) And a lot of uh, interesting things have come out, and it it creates good posts on social media. And, I mean, I can share a couple with you. So we were just talking about the Jets, right? 
And the Jets had high grades for their dietitian, I guess, whoever, you know, helps the guys with their eating habits and meal plans. But then Brian told you they got a C for, you know, their in-house cafeteria. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm always seeing Connor Hughes and you guys posting the different spreads. And it seems like every day they have plenty of options and, and good options for you guys over there at Florham Park. Well, looking through some of these. Uh, the Chargers got terrible marks. The Bengals got an F. The Eagles and Dolphins got an A for their food cafeteria. And, man, like, that's so important. These are football players. And some of these guys are over 300 pounds. They need to eat. And some of these teams are, you know, not letting these guys eat in the cafeteria on off days. Right? They're not employing the cafeteria staff when these guys are coming in on off days to get extra lifts in or film in, you, you can't eat in there. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, also, they're not providing three meals a day. When they, These are NFL players. They wake up at 5 in the morning, go to the training facility. They don't leave till it's dark outside. Like A lot of these guys need to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. They're, they're worth billions, these franchises. I don't see how that doesn't happen. It happens in college. College football players have to eat. I don't know. What do I know? But anyway, I saw a treatment of families. ESPN had a post where they said the Vikings get an A, but the Bengals, Commanders, Patriots, and Steelers get an F. The owner of the Vikings and Dolphins got an A+. But uh, back-to-back Super Bowl winner, the Hunt family, they get a F from the Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Dolphins get an A for their locker rooms. The locker room is big in football. That's where these guys, they bond, they hang out, their stuff is. There's another goal for the Rangers as there's 52 seconds left in this game. Rangers up 3-1 over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Stay tuned for my Casamigos big shot of the night. The Commanders got an F-. minus. There were reports that there were rats and sewage and other stuff. Maybe not rats. I think sewage. <laughs> in uh, FedEx Field, and these players go there, and they they pretty much live there. Um, I saw another report that FedEx now is breaking away from the Commanders, from FedEx Field having the naming rights to their stadium. So yeah, uh, just floating some of those out there. I also want to get into conversation around uh, Spot Spot Rack. If you guys follow Spot Rack, they have projections for what uh, some of the quarterbacks are going to make. Like I saw. Um, Baker Mayfield is projected to get a four-year, $120 million extension from the Buccaneers, including $53 million guaranteed at signing, $6.25 million cap hit in 2024. Man, we've had the Baker Mayfield-Daniel Jones conversation so much. Daniel Jones' contract, if that's what he gets, is better than Baker Mayfield's. All right, 877-337-6666. Another empty net goal for the Rangers as they'll make it 4-1 with 11 seconds left. We're talking baseball. Football season just popped its head back up, of course. They're trying to steal the headlines from spring training, but you know me. I'll force the baseball conversation. I'll talk Yankees. I'll talk Mets. I'll talk the entire league with you if you'd like. Gary's in Connecticut. Gary, you're on the fan. My man, Pots and Pans. What's happening, dude? Hey, I'll be your Huckleberry. You know, just watching the Rangers, talking sports. Yeah, so I was just going over uh, the Blake Snell trade. I guess that's not happening. 
the Blake Snell potential free agent signing, nah, I don't think it's going to happen. Not for the Yankees. Maybe for the Giants. Maybe for the Angels. Maybe for the Padres. <laughs> the Padres want him back. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, uh, Cole got got some balls and started calling out his pitchers and told them to get into camp. Mm, yeah, well, uh, I think the biggest thing that Cole said, and, I mean, he's the highest-paid pitcher on the team. At the time, he was the highest-paid pitcher in baseball. Now he's got a Cy Young. The thing about Garrett Cole is he wants to win. The only thing he hasn't done is win a World Series, and he's looking around at the team. I like that he called out the fact that, like, hey, we need to do a better job at staying healthy. We can't have so many guys that we depend on being hurt. Like, we can manage that better, and he's all reliable. He's always there every five days. He's looking around like, hey, let's figure this out. So, yeah, I don't know how much he called out um, the rest of the pitching staff. Maybe you heard something I didn't hear. But I know that Carlos Rodon had every reason to show up early and try and bounce back from last season. Nestor Cortez, uh, who's a friend of mine, I remember texting him, and I've said this on the fan at least five times. I asked him if he was coming up to the Pinstripe Pride event. He said, no, he's been in Tampa putting in work. He's not coming back up. And then a report came out last week that he was flying from Miami to Tampa, and he would fly on Mondays and stay there to work out and uh, be under the watchful eye of the Yankees and then fly back to Miami for the weekend. And he was putting in work very early. So I think that these guys are all motivated to put 82 and 80 behind them. And a lot of these guys have a lot to prove. Yeah, I think they should, you know, maybe pin another captain uh, on his chest. Well, we don't because... actually put the C's over the Yankees pinstripes just to star insurance patch. But, yeah, there's been uh, dual captains. You're saying that uh, you'd like to see uh, Garrett Cole as a captain, as an, as the ace of the, of the staff, along with Judge? Yeah, along with Judge, man. He's, like, he's deciding what's going on there. Yeah, he's leading the way. I don't know if and Cole is, you know, Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever. There hasn't been that many uh, pitchers, uh, Gator, Ron Geardry, um, I don't know if Cole would want that honor. I think he's cool with, you know, Judge now in his second year having it, but I think Cole knows he, he's big money Cole. He's a, the reigning AL Cy Young winner, and he's the ace of the staff. He's trying to get to a World Series. He's trying to win, so he's leading by example. I don't know if he even wants the title. Thanks for the call, Gary. But, uh, yeah, interesting point there. Let's see. Yankee captain. I know there's another one. Clark Griffith. 19, 1891 to 1914, Yankee captain. And Willie Randolph and Ron Geardry were dual captains. And enough with the Yankees trivia because we have Mets fans that have been waiting for like an hour. Zach is in Hempstead. Zach, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, how are you? Good. Rangers win 4-1. I got through all of my guests. Uh, we're rolling through a five-hour show. We're on the second half of it. What you got for us? Fine. I call myself a diehard Mets fan, mm -hmm. but since MLB offseason is so long, I kind of tune out for the winter. Uh, for the winter. Okay. So uh, I'm a, uh, what have the Mets sold us on? They're telling us that this team is prospects and that we're going to do well this season? Uh, uh, like, they, I wouldn't say they've sold you on anything. If anything, they've lowered your expectations. They've sold you on the fact that this is a transitional year. 
we're we're changing our philosophy. The years past where we we were signing Verlander and Scherzer and even paying guys like Nimmo and being in the hunt for guys like Yamamoto this season. They didn't land him, but last year trying to get Carlos Correa. They have a a different philosophy. They they they've sold you on the fact that David Stearns is the new president of baseball operations. He built a winner in small market Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Mets potentially will be a winner this year, but really it's projecting down the line that they can be a perennial postseason team in the next two, three years once we see what these young guys have, these prospects they traded for. And, yeah, but, uh, who, but who who's mentoring these prospects? Which future Hall of Famer is mentoring these prospects? I know if I was Pete Alonso and I didn't get my contract yet, I wouldn't want to give 100% mentoring them. Um I'm saying we don't have I think it, uh, he's, he, he might not be a future Hall of Famer, but it's Francisco Lindor who's, you know, been the working guy, with. The guy thumbed down the fans a couple years ago. That's <laughs> who we want meant during. Well, yeah, the fans suck. Julius Randle did the same thing, and uh, Carlos Rodon I mean, blew right. kisses at the fans. You know, these you know these fans, man, they don't get it sometimes. They booed Aaron Judge. But, yeah, it's Lindor taking the leadership role with Mark Vientos and Luis Angel Acuna. Uh, I'm sure Pete is doing his thing. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, these guys that are like your core guys are leading by example. Um, I, I don't know what else, Zach. Oh, uh, I'm saying I don't. I don't know. You just you're not jazzed about this 2024 Met season, and you're not alone. No, I feel like we're punting, and I don't even feel like we're doing it right. But what happens if they get hot? What happens if they string together a five, six, seven game win streak? What happens if they win? four or five series in a row in May, June. You're going to be excited about that. I will, but then we'll get swept in the wild card series. <laughs> I got to let you go. <laughs> I can't I, I can't do that. I love baseball too much. I love the Yankees too much. Sometimes I'm optimistic too much, but nah, let's bully. I'm trying to walk into there like, yo, we're dominating again. The Yankees are returning to dominance. And even if the Yankees... We're not where they are right now with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole and Juan Soto. There's been some leaner years where I still was like, yo, they better go out there and compete. They're the Yankees. They have the Bronx Zoo. They have the bleacher creatures. They have the Yankee fans. Forty to 50,000 people pulling up there, willing them to victory. They better go out there and win. They better go out there and figure it out. We expect to be in the postseason. We expect to win World Series. We're in a drought right now. They better return to dominance this season, or you're going to hear about it right on the fan every night. You got me, and then you got C-Mac after the Yankees postgame. And I know me and C-Mac are planning on going to some games. Uh, now that C-Mac's doing the overnight, we're going to be in the in the stadium. We're going to be probably monitoring what goes on you know, on the out-of-town scoreboard, checking our phones, what goes on with the Mets, and then coming here to get you guys through the nights and take your calls and react to everything with the Mets and the Yankees this season. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go to Frank and Bergenfield. Frank, you're on the fan. You got it. Hey, Keith. Uh, first of all, I like your, your takes as a young guy, you know, like keeping the fan going and the baseball talk going. Mm-hmm. Just you. to give you my perspective, like I was actually at the 69 series when Swoboda made that great catch. Wow. I'm a Mets fan who doesn't, you know, I know you were talking about how we're worried about next year and all this. Some, some. I'm not blanketing all the Mets fans, but there are a ton that are projecting into, well, we're getting Juan Soto next year and we're going to resign Pete. It's like, hey, 
yeah. slow down. So what I wanted to say to, to you is like, I'm, like I, I just love the joy of baseball and like whatever the whatever opening day is, I'll be listening to Harry Rose. I'll be on my deck with a cigar, good, and maybe a rum and coke, and I'm going to listen to every game and enjoy enjoy baseball. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people have lost that lost that aspect of it. It's like just enjoy the games. Baseball is a beautiful, beautiful game because it's every day. And uh, even even though I'm a Met fan, I'll still listen to Yankee games. Because a lot of my friends are Yankee fans, and I just uh, you know I just like the game. I just yeah. love you know and what's going on. Like yes, I was you know the Alonzo contract is a thing, but I just like listening to the games and watching the games on TV. That's all I wanted to say. There's probably a lot of Met fans like that too, and a lot of Yankee fans. So sometimes people get too jaded. Like it's a beautiful sport to right. just, right. just go through the whole season with. Great call, Frank, and great perspective. Don't be too jaded. Don't be too down. Don't be, oh, here we go again. Kodai Sanga went down last year. It was Edwin Diaz and Justin Verlander. The year before, it was DeGrom. Oh, here we go. Same old Mets. This team sucks. This is going to be miserable. You don't know that. You know, during the break, I was like, all right, I said in my open, I'm going to bet on the Mets. The Mets are plus 186 to make the playoffs. The Mets' win total is right where the Yankees' win total was last year. They're at 81.5 wins. So minus 105 to have over 81.5 wins. It's baseball. Nobody can predict baseball. I don't care how smart you think you are. None of the hosts here can predict baseball. None of the callers here can predict baseball. Nobody knows. And that's the part of the journey, right? That's the part of living with the game every day, rooting for your team or even hating your team, rooting against other teams, right? If the Met fan right now is miserable and dreading this season, I bet you you'll take some delight in the first uh, guy from the Yankees lineup to hit the IL or the first slump that the Yankees have or the first, you know, series that the Yankees get swept because, like I said, we're on two different sides of the spectrum here. In the mecca of baseball, New York City, where MLB headquarters is and the MLB store, and not far from here is MLB Network in Secaucus, New Jersey, One Heart's Way. We have the Mets and the Yankees here. We care about baseball so much. But on one side, it's Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole. The Yankees are so good. This is the year that they bring a parade back to New York. It's hard to do that. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, we thought we were punching above our weight class. We thought this new owner was the new George Steinbrenner. We thought... We had the richest owner in the sport. We thought with 101 wins and Buck Showalter, we were the new gold standard of baseball, and we could sign anybody we want. And now it, it, it's been like a humbling comeback down to earth offseason where you don't know what to expect, but I think that's good. I think that's great. I think you're in a great spot. Lower the expectations, and how can you fail? I think David Stearns is smarter than we're giving him credit for. He comes in, and he's like, no, I'm not going to sell you on anything. You know, shout out to Zach, who said, what are they selling us on? Nothing. They're not even selling you on the fact that Pete Alonso's a guarantee. Your favorite Met. They're not selling you on anything. Show up to City Field and watch. Ross is in Bergen County before we go to break. What's up, Ross? Hey, what's going on, Keith? How's it going? All right, I'm in here watching uh, the bread man, Artemi Parnarin. Yeah. After the game, talking to uh, yeah, they reporters. needed that man. Yeah, good win. They needed that man. Listen, you look at Columbus's, you know, talk about pits of the league, but you look at of all teams, 
talk about a trap game snapping that 10, 10 game winning streak. They're just historically not good in Columbus. You know, you got to take your two points against some of the worst. And ironically, real quick, I'll get to the baseball. I know that's what you've been mostly talking about. Uh, they had the, the Ducks GM was actually in the press box, uh, Pat Verbeek. You know, guys like Henrique and Frank Petrano, former Ranger Frank Petrano, getting tossed in the trade rumors. You know, you see him up in the press box. People talk about him scouting maybe, you know, a guy like Kako, maybe potentially getting moved in the deal or Edstrom, or now, you know, the Tommy DeVito on skates, Matt Rempe all of a sudden. You see the buzz around that kid. But uh, the Ducks GM in the building, kind of interesting. And I don't know if you saw uh, Chris Tanev on the flames of the devil for about five minutes, and then they uh, ate some of his salary cap and sent him to Dallas. So that's kind of yeah, the buzz of the NHL. But Devil's report on Instagram, I yeah. did actually see that. Yeah, yeah you just see a solid uh, shutdown game, man. You don't see a lot of those in the league anymore. But Dallas, uh, you know, they, they shore up that defensive unit they got down there. They're one of the better, better teams in the West. But, you know, obviously we're not in Arlington, so – Want to get to some Mets real quick? Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that last caller, Frank. Uh, I too am also looking forward to baseball season. It's just not going to be on SNY or uh, 880 AM. Uh, you look at, uh, I mean, listen, you know, Howie how Rose, all, I was watching the spring training for the sole reason of listening to Gary Run, and they had Daniel Murphy in the booth now. Mm-hmm. You see guys like I see on my, uh, on my uh, Twitter feed, guys like Trace Thompson, people are saying, you know, crown him and give him the MVP already. SEG man Choi, uh, former you know Yankee legend himself, going yard. Uh, listen, man, you know you take spring training with a grain of salt. I, I listen to you, and you even brought up a good point. Now this day and age with the sports, you obviously look at baseball itself. You know last year with the World Series being two wild cards, and then the NL itself, the first two years with the six seed playoff format, both six seeds have come out of the NL and, and won the pennant. Obviously in the Philly series ago, Arizona last year. Uh, you know what? You look at it with the Mets. So you are kind of right. You know, who look? You look at Stearns as kind of the epitome of, of mediocrity at Milwaukee. They might have like a backdoor cover on that over/under future. I, 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 listen, you say and you say talk about baseball being unpredictable. I don't think I, I don't think it's unpredictable if they're going to find a way to screw it up. I just think you know the unpredictable fact is how they are going to find a way to screw it up. Look, listen, you look at you saw that the Grom Scherzer picture spring training a couple years ago. What if I told you those two would have won rings in Dallas? Talking about Dallas, unless you know more than a year later. <laughs> Arlington, you know, yeah, these the guys. Did, it wasn't part of it, right? And they're Scherzer, waiting for them to come back of, this year. So much so they're not going to yeah. re-sign Jordan Montgomery. They're waiting on Degrom and Scherzer to return. <laughs> well, it's kind of stuff like that too. I mean, talk about you know with the Mets going into the year playing with house money, but I mean it's stuff like that too. I mean, you look at Montgomery, you know, kind of on the I guess on a long-term deal. That's why I, I brought up brought up on an old call too. For me, J.D. Martinez is there on a silver platter. I don't see any risk in, in signing him. You know, you even brought him up, too. When they were were in a win-now mode, he was, it would have made sense to bring him in then. And talk about now where they, you know, you're talking about, you brought up Joey Wendell before. Look at him as being, you know, a potential D.H. Lottery. You see a guy like Boyd or Trace Thompson or Jim Choi does make the 40-man roster. You look at J.D. Martinez, one of the proven veterans in this league, and he's most likely 99.9% going to get a bridge deal. That's what he's going to get for the rest of his career. And I just think, you know, there's there's kind of easy, low-hanging fruit that's still out there that they're really taking well to no risk on that could help them play with house money, and they're not they're just not forging. And you know what, man, it's going to be interesting, but who knows? Like you said, it's unpredictable at the end of the day, and we got a long season ahead of us. Thanks for the call, the Ross. All right, two hours left. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is KM to AM. We still have plenty more to do. Plenty more to talk about. I'll introduce some more baseball topics, something I had in my notes as the game is ever-changing, as we talk about how much we love baseball, how we live with it daily, how we 
get ready for first pitch, whether it's 105, whether it's 705, whether it's 1005. I mean, opening day, I think we're going to have the Mets opening up against the Milwaukee Brewers at 1 p.m. in Queens, and then the Yankees opening up in Houston at 4 p.m. We'll see how that slate of games go. And then Yankee Stadium won't open up until Friday, April 5th. I'll see you there. Um, Another change that came across my Twitter timeline today is that MLB is actually considering lowering the max number of pitchers um, from 13 to 12. The goal is to have greater emphasis on starters. And, I mean, we get calls all the time about how when I was a kid, starters went nine innings. It was about the matchup of starting pitcher versus starting pitcher. I mean, the other night I had somebody calling me talking about ERA and how ERA should be changed because pitchers don't go nine innings turned into a whole brain buster on the fan. This is Keith McPherson on the fan, 87-7, A six of six and two more sixes will get you on the show. It's wide open. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 